Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name's Chris Alphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we will be bringing you March 4th through March 10th, 1997. We'll get right into the news with March 4th. All right, March 4th, Blackbeard's sunken flagship found. The Queen Anne's Revenge, the flagship of the fearsome English buccaneer Edward Blackbeard Teach, sank in June 1718 after running onto a sandbar. So did the Adventure, a sloop in Blackbeard's fleet that went to its aid. Blackbeard himself <laughs> was slain later that year in a skirmish with the British Navy off the North Carolina coast. That's uh, that's actually pretty that cool. I didn't really cool. I didn't I mean, know Blackbeard was killed so close to home. Yeah, that's I guess realistically speaking, a pirate you just envision the seas and North Carolina is right? not terribly far away. Two cool things: Queen Anne's Revenge is a cool name for a pirate ship. True. Also. Edward Blackbeard Teach. Do you think, like, teaching was his first career choice? Maybe. That was a terrible joke. March 5th. Clinton bans U.S. funds for human cloning research. Thanks, Bill. And I guess just moving on to uh, March 6th. First Lady's chief aide took donation at White House. White House officials acknowledged Wednesday that First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton's chief of staff, acting in accordance with administration policy, personally took a political donation from a California businessman at the White House in 1995. One thing that I like to do sometimes with this podcast is draw parallels between the 90s and the present day. Let's move on to March 7th. March 7th. On web, new threats seen to the young. If cyberspace has become an after-school playground, parents may be surprised at some of the characters lurking there. Take JC Roadhog, the cartoonish rodent star of an online game who races through a desert littered with empty tequila bottles bearing the label of Quero Especial, the sponsor of the game on the brand's World Wide website. <laughs> this was a point in time where they were referring to it as the World Wide Web, and I love it. And online is hyphenated. It is. The article goes on to list several other alcohol-related websites with fun mascots and marketing materials. One was the Budweiser Frogs. Oh, yeah. Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, luckily, the internet's been cleaned up and is no longer a danger to children. March 8th, Kevorkian lawyer gives rationale for a suicide. Dr. Jack Kevorkian's lawyer said today that a Virginia woman whose body was found on Thursday night in a hotel near Detroit's airport had ended her own life after years of tortured suffering. I saw this article and it made me think of something. Do you remember Mad TV? Yes. Okay, so there was this sketch on Mad TV at one point, sometime around this, the whole Dr. Kevorkian thing, called Patch Kevorkian. It was a parody of the Robin Williams movie Patch Adams, oh, where I don't know the actor who was playing Robin Williams in this, but he was doing a Patch Adams doctor who makes you laugh, oh, but assists in your suicide like kind the, of thing. The big red shoes and the clown nose and everything. Yeah, it, it's pretty lame, but oh my God, I find it so funny. Maybe it's nostalgia, but I really like it. If you feel like looking up some Mad TV stuff from back in the day, check out Patch Kevorkian. Moving on to March 9th. Pooper scooper lax, so now dogs may have to wear pants. Tired of stepping in doggy droppings, Joe Lefebvre had a solution. Fido had better button up. He wanted dogs to wear pants so he didn't have to step in dog shit. This guy brought this up at like his, whatever, his city council multiple times. So this just made me think of that picture that was going around a couple months ago. The, oh. If a dog wore pants, would he wear them like this or would he wear them like this? And it's the... on like the bottom or the back of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the great debates of uh, 2015. Oh. Also on this date, Notorious B.I.G. is shot dead while sitting in the passenger seat of a car after the Soul Train Awards party in the U.S., but in happy 
happier news, the Spice Girls become the first act in the history of the UK Top 40 Singles Charts to have four consecutive number one hits with Mama Slash Who Do You Think You Are being number four. This is awesome. Also, that four uh, single streak continued for another two songs. Uh, I can't remember which ones, but it ended with Stop, which is kind of funny, but also kind of ridiculous because really Stop only made it to number two. What the hell is up with that? That was a great song. Also, I can't believe Stop made it to number two. Moving on to March 10th, the TV series Buffy the Vampire Slayer debuted, featuring Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy. The show continued to 2003. And that's awesome. Like, this is a really good show now. I have to admit that I haven't seen very much Buffy. I've only seen a few episodes here and there, but I just know it's such an iconic show. It helped launch the careers of so many people, like Sarah Michelle Gellar, Michelle Trachtenberg, Allison Allison Hannigan. Hannigan, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it was Joss Whedon's first big thing who, you know, went on to tons of other shit like Firefly and the Avengers movies. And I vow to the listeners out there that I am going to watch Buffy in its entirety. And with that, I guess we'll just jump right into movies and music. (laughs) All right, let's start at the box office. Number one, Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie. Oh, no way. I remember seeing like the VHS anytime I walked into a blockbuster. He's naked with the buildings in front of him. Exactly. I think that's the most 90 sentence I've said on this podcast. I think so. Uh, In the number two spot, we have Jungle to Jungle. Ooh, Empire Strikes Back Special Edition, number three. This is better. They didn't make as many changes in Empire as they did with A New Hope. True. What else do we have on here? Obviously, the other Star Wars Special Edition. Ooh, Dante's Peak. Vegas Vacation. Oh, whoa. That's cool. This is a good week for the movies overall. Sling Blade. Bit of a cult classic. This is a really solid week for movies. Let's transition that right over into the Billboard Top 100. Speaking of solid number ones, Wannabe by the Spice Girls is exactly where it's supposed to be at number one that song is followed by can't nobody hold me down from then named puff daddy featuring mace you know who can hold him down the spice girls with their girl power all right sitting number three unbreak my heart by tony braxton that was number one when we did 97 the first time right that is yeah. true number four we've got you were meant to be by jewel great song i love this song i don't think you do uh nope not so much <laughs> number five though Again, I believe I can fly from the Space Jam soundtrack. And moving down this list, there's a bunch of pretty decent stuff on here. Not in the early going, so I shouldn't have said that right away. Well, no diggity still on there. These are still, oh. I think these are a lot of things we mentioned. The, Freak uh, the Nasty with Da Dip. Oh, wait, wait. Is yeah. that the song I think it is? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh. When I dip, you dip, we dip. Oh my god, I love that. I, that wasn't on the list the last time, was it? No, it wasn't. This is hot and fresh. Oh, uh, yeah. Got a song by the Cranberries in there. Anyway. That's that's about it. I think most of the other good songs on here are what we've already mentioned. Yeah. Like Pony by Genuine and stuff like that. They're they're still on there. Oh, it was all coming back to Celine. Yeah. Eh, she's just coming down off it. Anyway, that's about the end of that. All right, let's jump right into 90s news now because there's a lot to get to here. Chris. I think, uh, I think you should do the first one. All right. Take it away. Aaron Carter, the mostly forgotten younger brother of Backstreet Boy Nick Carter, has endorsed Donald Trump's candidacy for president of the United States. No one else? No one else? No. Oh, no. Okay. So I guess that makes Aaron's party the Republican Party, which is way more lame than the one that he described in his song. 
We should start a petition to get Trump to adopt Aaron's party as his, his official all song. All his campaign well, song. Well, because he keeps taking songs no, from no, people, no, no, and no. they keep telling him to fuck off. Yeah, and Aaron Carter's not going to tell him to do Well, I don't know. Do you think Aaron Carter still is still like proud of that song? Like, if it's like... I think Aaron Carter needs the money. Yeah, he'll take it. Uh, moving on. It was announced this week that Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple is to be revived as a TV movie. So we first brought up Legends of the Hidden Temple a couple weeks back as it was a, a kids game show that was really popular mm -hmm. i have no idea how this is going to be a tv movie i'm gonna say they're loosely correlated at best yeah it's gonna be interesting and it, it, maybe it'll be kind of well i don't know because there was the carmen san diego tv show that was based off of the game show true so but you could see a bit that, more yeah exactly there. there's there's clear plot in that where in the world is carmen san diego the plot is in the title Right. Speaking of TV movies, we also recently found out that there is going to be a two-part TV movie based on Hey Arnold. I am very excited for that. I was I was kind of freaked out by Hey Arnold at the beginning, but I got into it. Live action, paper mache, football head. You think that's how they do it? No, but I hope so. I mean, it's going to be a cartoon. It's it's picking up from the cliffhanger of where the show left off. But yeah, could you imagine if they did a like a live action? What yep. would they do for his friend with like the Marge Simpson hair? Oh, I don't know. It'd be very exciting though. And like, who do they get to play Helga? What are they? How do they make the unibrow? Many questions. Many questions to be answered. Many questions that will probably never be answered. I hope to God they never do a live action Hey Arnold. All right, enough of that. Let's dive into this week on, to be honest with you, the Friends episode. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think we need to watch more Friends. <laughs> That's true. Um, the Friends episode was meh, but the Seinfeld episode is, as most of them are, a classic. And there was no Simpsons this week for some reason. That's true. So this week we bring you season seven, episode 18, the Friars Club. George successfully delays his wedding. Jerry goes out with Susan's best friend. Jerry also loses a jacket he borrowed for dinner at the Friars Club. Kramer tries to duplicate the sleeping patterns of Leonardo da Vinci, and Peterman hires a deaf employee, played by Rob Schneider, and Elaine suffers the consequences when she gets loaded with most of his work. This is a, this is a pretty good episode. I pretty mean... good one. There's so much going on, like... The Kramer thing, the, trying to that's sleep my for favorite. three hours that's, every six or whatever it is. Yeah, that that's my favorite plot line out of all of this because at one point when he's he's seeing this lady and he's making out with her and he just falls asleep on top of her he cannot be woken up she's freaking out trying to wake him up so she does what all people would naturally do when someone won't wake up on top of them she calls up a friend they roll him up in a carpet and throw him in the east river where he then comes to <laughs> swims out and has her arrested for trying to kill him as all you know, normal people who wake up in the East River would probably do. Ugh, Rob Schneider. Whatever happened? No, I don't even want to know what happened. Pretty good episode of Seinfeld. Friends really needs to get their shit together. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm going to be mad at that. <laughs> you know what? We, accept, we, we expect your email as long as it's not scams. Oh, yeah. If you disagree or agree or whatever, send us an email. We do want to hear about it. We do not want our jackass friends emailing us seven times back and forth. Stan. This is for you, Stan. <laughs> Calling you out, Stan. That's a shout out on a podcast, I it's, guess. That was three. Yeah. But yeah, no, if you really like Friends, tell us some of your classic episodes. We'll give them a watch. I will watch through Friends at some point. It's on the list, but I've so seen them Buffy all. But... And so is, so is a lot of things at this yeah. point. Stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com. Or just hit us up on Facebook. That's Whatever. True. All right. Moving into our sponsorship segment every week, as you're well aware, 
we like to pretend to live in a world where we are sponsored and therefore paid to do the podcast, which is not true. This week, we bring you something that wasn't quintessentially 90s, but I believe died, at least in that iteration in the 90s. Started dying in the 90s. It was the last decade where this was truly very possible. This week's podcast is sponsored by Boredom. Actual, honest-to-God boredom. Sitting down, literally nothing on TV, nothing to do, you might as well lie on the floor, boredom. When you were growing up, it was a rainy day, you had no friends around, you said there's nothing on TV, you don't own any game consoles yet, the internet really isn't a thing you have. Maybe you don't even have a computer. You probably didn't want to watch Sally Jesse Raphael because the episode that comes on at 1 was the same one that was on at 11. So this is legitimate boredom. Like, just, yeah. you have nothing to do. And I don't think this is something that really exists. No, People, there's too much now. Mm -hmm, we have the world at our fingertips with the internet. We have YouTube. We have Netflix. We have so many things that can be done if we can't get a hold of a friend, if there's nothing else to do. Any boredom that we experience nowadays is completely self-induced it's your there own damn fault yeah. exactly so boredom we would like to thank you for sponsoring our podcast and for just giving us that empty sinking feeling in the pit of our stomach mostly we'd like to thank you for not really existing anymore yeah thank you um we didn't do our 90s spotlight shit all right moving into our 90s spotlight Mixing things up for the podcast. Yeah, why not? Let's keep things real. Let's. Uh, All right. We got to keep people on their toes. Obviously, this week's 90s spotlight is on the Spice Girls. It's time we brought them up. They came up sort of twice-ish in the podcast, so I think this is the week that we have to talk about them. The Spice Girls changed my life. They did not change mine. They were my gateway into music, really. I didn't listen to music before this. Most people inherit some of their musical tastes from their parents or yep. older siblings or anything like that. My dad really didn't listen to a lot of music. So the Spice Girls was really the beginning for me. It was something new. It was something exciting. And it was some British girl power, which I respect. I remember Spice Girls stuff being everywhere. And I think we've talked about this before. Like, I remember the stickers all all over the place oh, and like stickers. oh my god when the movie came out it was everywhere oh no spice world was insane i remember going to uh, a theater to see it with uh, some friends and stuff because obviously no parents wanted to see that yeah it was sold out we got the last two tickets so the group i was with split up two of us went to see the seven-ish o'clock show and then the other two of us had to wait for the next show because it was that packed what a god-awful movie though i love the spice girls <laughs> but yeah god damn it that movie sucked <laughs> it was trying to be cheesy it was trying to be hokey but it was it didn't pull it off it just did not make it when wannabe came out that was an incredible song it changed everything to become one say you'll be there those are the other three songs by the way that were in their first four uh songs that I, just came to me now i pieced that together i have not at any other moment in this podcast felt less useful than i feel <laughs> right now less important tally is in the room and she looks yeah ecstatic. get in on this get in on this right, right. now because I'm being, you are going to I'm being share tagged my enthusiasm out. tagged out all right talia welcome to the podcast let's talk spice girls let's do it thanks for having me <laughs> your enthusiasm this was just extreme <laughs> i'm leaving now like chris Spice Girls was a time that that changed us. Exactly. It really was. And growing up as a young girl in the 90s, girl power, peace signs, 
flowers. This means more to you because girl power wall I thought was really cool. It's like that doesn't exactly resonate with me in the same way because, you know, I'm not a girl. Maybe, maybe because every girl wanted to be one of them. Because there was baby, and every there guy was wanted posh. one of them. There you go, there you go. Nothing Daughter? wrong with that. Yeah, that's fair. You uh, were who? Who was it? All right, I'm tank back in. Uh, you get it? I mean, yeah. yeah. We're all in on this now. Oh, it was, it was baby spice, obviously. Yeah, uh, she's it, she's the only one. Everyone knows it. Jerry. It was. It I mean, was that's Jerry. that's as close to correct as you can be without being correct. And then okay. the heartbreak when they split oh, up. Oh, when Jerry left. Jerry I went out on Where her were own. You? Where was I? Where were you when are, you found out? Are you having hey, a flashback? Hey, Jerry, moment? how'd that go? <laughs> like Where when, were you when you found out? I was at school. I was in a McDonald's. Oh, recess. Recess for me. Oh, it was, I saw a newspaper in McDonald's and I was heartbroken. I didn't believe it. This is literally your JFK moment. Yeah. It yeah, was. This, this, is, was uh, this was our JFK. It was the this was the before... 10-year-olds now when, when Zane left One Direction. It, I, I'm guessing they felt the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it stung. I was like, I can't believe it. It was a betrayal. Like, I felt I was hurt. And then the reunion tour. Yeah. Yeah. If they go on tour with the Backstreet Boys, if that happens, I am camping out for tickets. I'll be there. I'll be right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I will be doing literally anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I will be so excited. Do you remember the bubble gum? No, there was bubble gum. Oh, bubble gum yeah, with stickers. There was, there was bubble gum. That's where the stickers came from. No, I and lollipops? Remember. Yeah, the lollipops. I didn't have a lot of money for merchandise. <laughs> I, I had to struggle to get the cassette of, of their second album. It was one of my first CDs. I remember that. I still have I it. I didn't have seen it. I know then. you still have mm-hmm. it. I, I took a picture of it and put it on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's our spotlight. What more to say? It was such a good time. There's for actually too much excitement here for words. I know. Which is terrible for a podcast, but very <laughs> amusing if you get to watch it, which literally only I do. It defined a generation of young girls. They you're, did. Like, it's a big claim, but I stand I, by it. No, I think you're right. I mean, everyone probably everyone who's listening to this podcast was influenced i mean every girl at least listening to this podcast was influenced by some way by the spice girls and even a someone who's not overly into the music like you connor there was still big influence on the playground by the spice girls that's true yeah i hazard to say that you can't listen to wannabe without at least mouthing along oh i know the whole dance to stop but that's not important what is a zig a zig ah? I've never looked this up. <laughs> All right, let us know on the Facebook if you know what a zig a zig ah is. Uh, maybe it's super obvious, maybe it's not. I've just never actually looked into it. Hmm. All right, on that note, just to plug a couple things. If you want to check out our Facebook, you can look us up. We're stuck in the 90s. Our website is stuck in the 90s podcast.com. You can email us again at stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com. That's what the nines here. I think that's about it. Oh, Instagram. We borderline have our shit together. I have recently posted a picture for your viewing pleasure. And now, to my favorite part of the podcast, the wheel. All right. right, I'm just going to bring this up right now. We have two years we haven't done yet, right? Yep. Let's do one of them. We haven't done 93 and 95 yet? No, we've done 93. We've done 90, what have we not done? All right. 98? Okay. okay, so the years we have left are 93 and 98. I say we spin this bitch out until we get a three or an eight. All right. First one. First time. First time. Two. Pretty close. Pretty close. Four. Oh, okay. This is not going to... Nine. This is going to be this painful, I think. Nine, nine again. again? Come on. Come on now. Two? Seriously? This is ridiculous. I got this. One spin. One shot. One opportunity. That is not it. This is rough. Ten. Shit. Seriously? It's fate. 
There's a nine. What is happening right now? Oh my god. Oh, oh it's yeah, eight. We cheated and it's an eight. 98. I mean, it was it was on seven, so yeah, good enough. Next week, we will be doing March 11th through 17th? Yes. 1998. See you next year, I guess. The podcast, the podcast is, is now over. over. Why'd we whisper that way? I don't know, but we both did. That was weird. Yeah.